This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. What's going on, Hopeland Church? It is a new month, a new series. Uh, We are beginning our new series today. We're going to be going through this series uh, for the month of February 2022. Um, I've been hearing people say lately that February 1st is the new January 1st. So happy new year to all you people that were still trying to situate some things last month. Uh, But here we go. We're talking about family today. um, And we're really going to start out this series talking about the family of God. And I can't wait to to minister this to you. Um, I pray you get fed today. I, I, I hope that you enjoyed the worship, and, and so let's let's dive into the Word of God today and just see uh, how powerful this is, and when and really what is the family of God? What does that really mean? And so we're gonna start with this here, okay? So here we go. Let me pray, and we will uh, we will do this today. Um, and once again, continue. I, I was just gonna pray, but I just wanted to share this. Continue to. Um, keep those things you prayed for during our fast, you wrote down. I just want to remind you to keep those things before you. Bring those things into your prayer times. Bring them before the Lord. And, and let's believe God together uh, for great things this year. Uh, we serve God. He is for us. He's with us. And he's doing things in our midst. So I just want to encourage you that God is faithful and, and, he, and he's going to perform that which he said and he's promised to you, all right? So be encouraged today. Uh, Let me pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We pray you speak to us. We pray, God, that we are changed. We pray that we hear your voice. And God, I pray that that people literally um, hear from you today and that they walk away from this encouraged about who you are, and, 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 and what the, the family of God is for them and who they are and how, how they are called to bless and benefit the family of God. So we thank you, God, for this message this, this month. We just pray your blessing on this community. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. All right, let's do this, folks. The family of God, um, Ephesians chapter 3. Uh, starting in verse 14, and I'm going to read to verse 16. And so here we go. Ephesians 3, 14. Um, Here it is. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father. Everybody say Father. Of our Lord Jesus Christ, 15, verse 15. From whom? The whole family. All right. If you're with anybody around you, anybody, you're... you're, um, participating in the service with today, look at them and say, what's up, family? Or if you're right now viewing, uh, you know, you're on Facebook or YouTube or whatever, just just go ahead and type in the chats. Just tell everybody, what's up, family? What's up, family? So it says, verse 15, from whom, speaking of Jesus, his name, right? From whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Verse 16, uh, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory 
to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Okay, so I've shared uh, this portion of scripture a lot, especially on the, on, the, on the live prayers we're doing in the mornings on Facebook and Instagram, uh, kind of praying through this actual prayer that Paul prayed for the Ephesian church. The first one he prayed is in uh, chapter one, but this is another actual prayer he prayed for that church. And he, he throws this in there. He puts us in there from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. So we are part in Christ. Um, uh, we are a part of a family. We are not baptized into an institution. We are not baptized into an organization. Um, our allegiance is theologically and scripturally to Christ and his body, okay? So this, I understand that in this world we live in, churches are formed in a organizational context, but there is nothing sacred about the organizational context. Those are things we do, things we need to do to kind of legitimize ourselves. But at the end of the day, um, all of that's gonna burn up one day. The organization of the church does not make it what it is. It is Christ, the head of the body. This is a spiritual body. We are connected in the spirit by the spirit of God, the same Holy Spirit, faith in the same God, forgiveness and, and cleanse from our sin from the same blood, one faith, one back. I mean, this thing is, is very much relational. He is the uh, father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are sons and daughters of God. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. Folks, no matter how you look at this, this is a family, right? This is a family. And so uh, this is my first point. And, and this is the basis of what a true, what the family of God is, is we have a spiritual bond, okay? This thing is spiritual. This thing is spiritual. That is what it is. Now, we might connect with people, get to know them and have like this healthy connection in our soul. We do life together. We experience things together. We go through trials together. We pray for one another. We know each other. We have the same interests. But all of that stuff is really, when you talk about the family of God, it is truly a spiritual bond that is coming from Christ and our faith in him, okay? And I know we know this, but as we get into this, I hope this even challenges some of our thinking about what the family of God is, okay? So here we go. I'm gonna kind of walk through this slowly. We're starting out this series, and uh, I wanted to kind of go through some of the, the true foundation of what this is, okay? So family... Really, in, in the Greek here, it, it simply means all those, okay? All those who in a given people lay claim to a common origin. What is that origin in Christ? That we were in Christ before the foundation of the world and that through faith in Christ, we, we, we come from God. So it is where we come from. It is our origin is in Christ. Our identity, our starting point is where we are from. And Christ died for us before the foundation of the world. I'm telling you folks that we came from God. We just happened to come through our mama, but we came from God. 
through <laughs> right our mother's womb. And so um, it is spiritual. This thing, the, the, the family of God is a spiritual bond. It's deeper than geography. It is deeper than ethnicity. It is a spiritual bond. It is an eternal bond. Um, this is Christ, okay? Doesn't mean that those other things don't have their place, but the family of God is not based on those things, right? It is not based on biology. It is based on Christ, the person and our faith in him, okay? Um, so, and it says here in this verse, right? From whom the whole family in where? In where? Where is this family? Right now, in heaven and in the earth, okay? So in heaven and in the earth, the whole family in heaven and in the earth. What does that tell us? That this family is both heavenly in a sense, spiritual, eternal, and it says the earth, not just our local church, but the earth, not just whole plant church, but the earth from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. This family is spiritual and it is global on every continent, in every nation, among every people group, in every language. We have a spiritual family there. We might not know them, but they are family. We might never talk to them. Now, maybe we'll see them in heaven. Maybe we'll talk to them in heaven. But, the, but this is what the family of God is. And many times we associate our family, our spiritual family with our local church, which I understand, right? But the family of God is bigger than the church you go to. That, that, that's the community you're a part of. Those are people you're doing life with, but your family's bigger than that. All right, this thing is in uh, all of heaven and earth is named. The name of Jesus. We come from God. We are in him. He is in us. And we are a family based on that. And this thing is, is spiritual. It is eternal. And this thing is global, folks. Hallelujah. It is, it is here now, this family in the earth. It is here now in time and space. But, it, but this family transcends time and space. It transcends time and space. Why? Because the scripture says in, in, in all of, in, uh, from whom the family in, in heaven and earth is named. Okay? We have family members waiting on us in heaven. Right? This thing is a spiritual bond. Okay? So we as the family of God, it is a truly a spiritual bond in Christ. So the family of God, it's not biological. Although those that share the same, um, you know, biological parents as you could very well be in the family of God and hopefully are. Or you're praying that they do. But this thing is not biological. Okay? It's not anthropological. It is not ge geographical. Okay, um, it is not national. It is not economical. It is not political. It is spiritual. It transcends all those things. All those things I just mentioned matter and they are a part of life. But, and you might share some of the same things with those in your spiritual family, but the family of God is deeper than that. 
I heard one preacher say that, um, you know, that um, blood is thicker than water, but spirit is thicker than blood. And meaning blood, meaning biology. Okay? So, so I, I think sometimes we forget that this family, the family of God, is spiritual first. How do I know that? Because there's so many churches that have so many uh, parallel things in it. So you walk into that environment and you're like, oh, this is a certain kind of people here. And I understand every church reaches certain type of people, but I believe that, that because this family is spiritual, that all those other elements I mentioned ought to be diverse in local church community. Why? They're, because it's spiritual. So when I look around the room in a local church community and everything looks the same, every like there is this, um, and I understand that sometimes there's nuances to this, but I believe, and this is maybe, maybe this is Crystal Gale and I's burden. It, 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 it is the, the burden of, 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 of preaching and teaching about diversity. Um, and it's interesting, we're teaching about family uh, this month, but in our kids' church this month, the whole lesson is literally, it is literally about um, uh, uh, diversity. So, so they're literally learning about diversity all month in kids' church, which I love. I was so excited that that was gonna be the, the, the content for this month for them. And I believe when you talk about family, spiritual family, that, what, that, that begs the question, is there diversity? If it is spiritual first, then it must, and it begs the question, and, it, and if I could say this, it then demands diversity, because if the only true foundational basis of the family of God is spiritual, then all the other elements of what make people who they are, that diversity must show up and must be in local church community, all right? The Bible says that we are building a spiritual house, okay? Somebody needs to say amen, all right? So, so we forget that it's spiritual. Um, we forget, we forget, I think we forget. I think we, we, and I get it, we have a soul and emotions and, there, and we are attracted and drawn towards um, uh, maybe certain people that are like us in some ways, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but we gotta remember, that this thing is not an ethnic gathering. The local church is not a political gathering. Yes, Lord. The local church is not a national gathering. It is a spiritual gathering of people from every type and walk of life. Somebody say hallelujah. You ever meet somebody and, and you, you, you meet another believer and they're so different than you, but there's something in the spirit that you genuinely just, man, there's a connection here. What is that? It's the Holy Spirit. It's the word of God. It's Christ. It's deeper than all that other stuff. All that other stuff matters. All that other stuff has its place. That's a part of life. But we're talking about the family of God. Point blank period. It's spiritual. See, here we go. I'm gonna read from my notes here. But um, spirit transcends even a local church context. And I already said that. So um, it, it transcends that. Uh, that's, why there's other, that's why we try and we intentionally do this, connect to other churches. Why? Family's bigger than this. Family's bigger than this. Our family's bigger. We got people, you know, we're rolling deep. Come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor. 
tell them we roll in deep. Right. So, so every, think about every city, every nation, every state, every continent, every language. We got family up in there. And it is Christ. It is his body. Hallelujah. So here it is. We can deeply connect, okay, connect deeply with others that are in Christ that may not even be a part of Hope Land Church. And we should. I believe that that is, that is healthy. That is, that is like, the, you know, I hear preachers say a lot, they, they use the term capital C church. What do they mean by that? Like not just local church, but the church, not just this community, but the global, spiritual, and as the early church fathers called, mystical body of Christ. Why mystical? Because it's spiritual, right? You don't, you don't sign the dotted line to be in this. You're not like, you know, you don't buy the t-shirt and get the bumper sticker and sign, you know, th that is not what this is and it will never be that. This is those that have encountered God, have a revelation with Christ. They are in the family, all right? So this family, once again, I'm going to, I'm just gonna read from my notes. I've been pre just preaching this, but I wanna kind of really take my time to teach this and encourage everybody with this. But here it is. This family is global. It is international. It is multifaceted. And it is beautifully diverse. The family of God is global. It is international. It is multifaceted. And it is beautifully diverse. Okay, this thing is global. This thing is bigger than what we are doing here. Praise God for what we are literally doing here in this community, in Boyle Heights, in this city, on the east side of Los Angeles. Praise God for what we are doing. I love where we are. I love who we're with. I love to do what I do. Crystal Gale and I love this place, right? But, but even in and through that, man, this thing is bigger than what we're doing. The kingdom of God, right? Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, right? Hallelujah. So we must understand what the family of God is and what it isn't. We must understand God's family is part of a spiritual mandate, not some other obligation, okay? Uh, God's family is part of a spiritual mandate. It is spiritual in nature and spiritual in cause, okay? It's not a political cause. It's a spiritual cause. It's not, it's not an organizational cause. It's a spiritual cause. Okay, so, so God's family is part of a spiritual mandate, not a biological obligation, not a any other obligation, fill in the blank. But that's what this is, all right? Uh, we are actually in the process and planning to actually do, uh, for Hopeland Church, this will be our first mission trip. So we're gonna be, our plan is this year to go to, a uh, another nation somewhere in this world, hallelujah, this year, uh, partner with another organization and churches and, uh, and, 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 and make it available for our community and those that want to and have a heart and passion and feel God leading them to, to, to go on a mission trip, right? And this is part of living out our mandate as a church that is bigger than 
our local community. I believe it's going to bless our local community, but it's bigger. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than what is right outside the front doors of our church right here where I'm at. Come on, somebody say amen. So here we go. Let's look at this. Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8, verses 19 and 21. Look how Jesus communicated about the family of God. This is a very, very insightful thing Jesus said. Verse 19, Luke 8, 19. Then his mother and brothers came to him and could not approach him because of the crowd. Verse 20. And it was told him by some who said, your mother and your brothers are standing outside desiring to see you. Verse 21. But... He answered and said to them, my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. Wow. Now, was he rejecting them in, 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 this, in this harsh sense? No, because you can see later on how he, when he was on the cross, he's like, hey, John, there's your mother. Uh, mother, there's your son, right? Like, so he's like, he was looking out for mama while he's on the cross. And you, you, you know, but in this moment, he's making a point, obviously. He's saying, man, this is, this is deeper than biology. Come on now, this, 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 there's something happening here that is spiritual. And he's looking around going, man, my mother and brothers are those that hear the word and do it. He was, he was saying that there is a spiritual thing happening uh, here. There is something going on with the kingdom of God, with the will of God that transcends those that are in my immediate family. And here is something uh, that in my own journey with God, I've had to learn about this. Okay, I've had to learn this. I've had to learn this. And um, in our journey with God, we must learn to stay connected to our spiritual family. Okay, that, I, I, mean, I, mean, I mean Christ followers, local church community, the people of God, okay? even when relationships in that family shift and change over time. It's a different type of family. In a biological family, I know there's nuances and differences in experience. Some have nothing or close to nothing um, on a biological level or just, it's just not spiritual at all. It's trouble. It's, 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 it's like, People have been abandoned by their parents, never met their, you know, other people have a good family, just good people. But even in that, sometimes the spiritual connection may not be as strong because of maybe where their faith is and where they are and where your understanding is. So there's kind of this tension or this disconnect on a spiritual level. Um, you know, some people have strong uh, biological family, meaning they're just close and they love each other. And then there's a spiritual bond that's deep as well. So they, they, I know people that have grown up in that where, where they're one in the same, in a sense, like they, I mean, their parents have prayed for them and they talk about spiritual things and they're in ministry. So, so those have, you know, th th that's cool and everything, but in the spiritual family of God, it's, it's not as, as, um, sedentary as a biological family, meaning regardless of the biological context and the relationship, good or bad or whatever, that the, the, your family's your family, right? Like 
Um, and it doesn't change. It's like they are there. It, you know, DNA tells us, you know, this is my family, right? All that. But the interesting caveat to the spiritual family is this thing isn't as um, consistent at times, meaning um, the, the season of life you're in, you could be so blessed in giving and receiving from people in that family, the family of God. And then the, that season changes and those people maybe move on somewhere else to obey God and just, and um, that's, uh, that's the reality. And this is what I was saying. This is something I've had to learn in my journey with God is that is the reality of this spiritual family, that this is a spiritual mandate and the people that maybe you even got saved with and were running with and connected with, those relationships change. The dynamic of them changes. The accessibility to one another changes. And I see this when that changes for people. I've seen this happen over the years where it, 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 it shook them so much that it, the extreme negative of that is when people say, look at that and go, Man, I thought this was my family. And they are. But it's not going to be like a biological family. Uh, those people, you know, it's just, it's just the way it is. I, I believe we have to have the wisdom. And this is my next point, is learn to discern seasons. Okay, because this is a spiritual family. So when we say it's spiritual, because the scripture kind of, clar the scripture clarifies that, it transcends the natural family. It's different. It's different. In seasons of my life, and I shared last week these different seasons, and I shared the good things of those seasons, and I was really sharing about my spiritual family in certain seasons of life. Some of those people I may never talk to again, but I love them, bless them, and I'm so grateful for those seasons. But God had different plans for me and different plans for them, and we're moving on with what we're called to do. Some people fell away from God. Others just went a different direction in their journey with God. Some I have connected to, for, and I believe will be in my life for a lifetime, but not all of them. And we have to learn how to discern seasons. I'm gonna say it again, folks. When it comes to the family of God, we must learn to discern seasons. Now, this is a whole message in itself, a whole series in itself about seasons, but we must look at this when it comes to spiritual family. Because uh, when people walk with God, I've seen them get offended because of the changes in the family dynamic, and some of those changes were actually God's will, and they didn't know how to process it. And we gotta learn to walk with God, and, 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 and some relationships in God will last your lifetime. And some relationships are seasonal. Some are for a lifetime, others are seasonal. The disciples, there were 12. One drifted way out, right? He was gone. The disciples, those, the other 11, had to learn how to process that. Could you imagine when Jesus died and he went to heaven? They, those disciples had to process that because in the, the three years they were with Jesus, I'm sure they, you know, they had to process the change, the change, the change in relationship. 
The change in geography. In the early church, when persecution hit the church, the church scattered. It was God's will that they go to other places. Persecution's what did it. The, the, the mandate, the spiritual mandate, did not change, but the relational context did. And the, the, that's why I said we need to learn what the family of God is and what it isn't. It's not going to be the same people in every season of life for the rest of your life. It's not how God works. It is not how God works. There will be those that remain with you and for you from now until we cross over into eternity. But not everybody. And not everybody that leaves, leaves on negative. It's just they're, leave, they're obeying God. And we have to kind of hold, if I could say this, hold tightly to Jesus <laughs> and loosely to everybody else. Um, come on, somebody, because things change. Am I right? Let's learn to discern the seasons. Here we go. So uh, um, uh, when David... Um, was building his army. And this army was going to help him take the throne, okay? So, so David's army, and I'm going to read a verse here, but let me just give you, let me preface it here. So David's army grows when he was in Hebron, okay? And the whole, what was going to happen is God was going to turn the kingdom over to him, take it from Saul and give it to him. So what it starts to break down, this is pretty cool, but in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians 12, it starts to break down what, uh, that, that, and it was started to name actual tribes. The, the, the various tribes showed up. And they would break, they would mention a tribe. Levites, Issachar, the various tribes, okay? Uh, the half tribe of Manasseh. And it would break down what they were gonna do. Many of them, it says they were mighty men of valor. Mo most of them. It was like, these are men of war, right? So it's cool. It's like David's there, right? He's the, he's gonna be the king. And he's been anointed already. And he's like building his army. And then it talks about a specific tribe called Issachar. So 1 Corinthians 12, verse 32, check this out. And, and in this, it, it, as I said before, but it describes the tribes and their specific contribution or their unique contribution to the kingdom, okay? And Issachar, this is really cool what it says about them. And it says, and of the sons of Issachar, who what? Had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. Their chiefs were 200 and all their brethren were at their command. I believe Issachar had some trust with those that were in their tribe, the sons of Issachar. Why? Because they understood the times. They had wisdom. And we have to be like the sons of Issachar in this, in this battle called life where we understand the times God can reveal to you who you're to be with. And when things change, it can be a good thing if we can discern, understand, and have wisdom to discern what God is doing in a season change. We don't always have all the answers, but in faith, God can reveal to us what he's doing in that season, that they knew what Israel ought to do. So once again, folks, when it comes to the family of God, when it comes to the shifting sands of our social and relational context, I think COVID has showed us this, if I could say that, that we must learn to discern the season we're in. We must learn to discern seasons. 
My next point, folks, is all are welcome. All are welcome. Nobody's excluded. We don't have that liberty. We don't have that privilege to exclude people, right? In a biological family, DNA tells us who's in it. That's clear. In a spiritual family, God's grace tells us who's in it, <laughs> right? Because God, God determines that, uh, you know, and, and, and their will. When, when God speaks to people and they encounter him, it's God's grace and their repentance that determines that they're born again, right? It, you know, so all are welcome. All are welcome. All are welcome. Those who have a revelation of Christ are in our family, okay? Like I said before, we're connected by common origin. And our origin is being born again. Come on now, we're born, think about this, it's a family. How do we know that? We are born again into it. Come on now, right? We aren't, we don't sign up for this. We are born again into it. The seed of the word planted in our heart. We are born again. Hallelujah. All right. Praise the Lord. Okay, here we go. Ephesians chapter two, verse 19 and 20. Here we go. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Verse 20, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, we are members of the household of God. What does that mean? In the Greek, it means to, to know and to be known. That's what it really means, to be known. To be known. It's not like I choose to be a member. I'm born again. I now know and am known. To know others and to be known by them. Okay, it means belong. We are member. We belong. You belong. Your faith is in Christ. You are in the family of God. You have brothers and sisters. It also means intimate. I mean, this is, this is family, okay? Spiritual family, okay? And, and look at, we, look at the issues of someone in the house, the household, the family, should never cause us to disconnect from the family. Somebody say amen. The issue, like, just because you got an uncle or an auntie or a cousin or somebody shows up to some holiday party and they're just acting a fool, that doesn't mean that I'm, forget this family. You don't have a choice. You got the DNA, folks, right? You got the DNA. You can't, you know what I'm saying? You can create boundaries around that family member. Somebody say amen. Uh, but, uh, but man, you're still family. Come on now. So, so let's not do that on the, in our spiritual family. Well, they offended me. Well, they did me wrong. Well, welcome to the family, folks. Now, I understand that there could be some things that are extremely hurtful, just wrong and, and, and literal wickedness happening, right? Like, uh, but this family's bigger than that context. Like I said, it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. Don't, don't leave the family because of somebody in it, right? Come on now, all right? Let's, let, so the issue, once again, of somebody in our family should never cause us to disconnect from our family. All right, here's my last point. My last point is this. Let's be good to God's people, right? It, it, the scripture's very clear about that there should be this love for the family of God because of Christ in them, that's, that's deeper than just some, 
some some love, some emotional love. It's deeper than emotional. It's, it's deeper than emotional. It's deeper than than all that other stuff we mentioned. It's deeper than that. And it should be unique. Our love for God's people, love for the saints, love for the family of God. Okay, look at this. First Peter 2.17. I'm gonna read a couple more verses and then we're gonna close. But first Peter 2.17 says, honor all people, love the brotherhood. Specifically. Now we're to love everybody. We're to love our enemies. Yes, but here, right here, first Peter 2.17. Honor all people, love. Love, it's the word agape, unconditional. Our love for God's people should be unconditional. And can I be honest? Sometimes this does challenge me a little bit because I'll be honest with you. There's certain things I see in my in the family of God that may not necessarily be in the immediate community I'm pastoring that I look at and I go, man, that's a little weird. Can I get an amen somebody? Anybody see folks in our family? And we're like, man, that ain't, that ain't me. <laughs> All right, that ain't me, right? So, and I understand that. Hey, I'm not saying to not be wise, to not be a critical thinker, but, but I'll tell you, uh, sometimes this challenges me because I'll be honest with you. I'm like, man, that is some goofy stuff over there. That, that, and, and look at, sometimes I got to look at people in the family of God, like, man, that's just my crazy cousin. I'll be careful of him. Uh, <laughs> you know, but there's some other folks in the family that ain't as weird as that person. Somebody say, amen. I know what I'm talking about, but this, this does challenge me because our love for the family of God must be without condition. All right, honor all people, love the brotherhood. It's speaking of family there. Fear God, honor the king. All right, here's another one. Here's another one. Galatians 6, verse 10. We're gonna end with this verse. Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. Therefore, as we have opportunity. Opportunity here is not, it's a word for time. It's the word kairos, which means opportune time or divinely fixed moment in time. It means this is word kairos. The other Greek word for time is chronos, which is chronological, which is a clock ticking time. It's happening, it's moving. Time, space, it's happening, it's moving. It's, 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 it's natural process of our existence. Kairos has a spiritual connotation to it. It actually means, this is what the word kairos means, when things come to a head, meaning it's, it's, it's the right time. Jesus was incarnated in a chronos time that God determined, but it was also kairos. It was a fixed divine time. I believe you were born, not only in chronological time, because we all got a birthday, right? But I believe you're here based on God's kairos clock. Somebody say amen. Uh, you are where you are, who you're with, and you are in this generation because of the foreknowledge of God the Father. And he placed you here, not only in Kronos, but Kairos. So this is what it's saying. Be, let, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all. Opportunity, let us do good to all. Especially to those who are of the household. Somebody say family. La familia. La familia in Cristo. So, who are of the household of faith. It's global, it is spiritual, and it transcends every other aspect of what makes us who we are in the earth. All right? So Kairos, it, he was, what he's saying here is you are going to have opportunity, divine moments, fixed moments in time, and we are to take advantage of those moments where things have come to a head. Like God will orchestrate literal 
moments for you to do good, to be kind, to benefit others in this family. And it'll be a divine moment and a divine time. I believe this year, folks, we need to pray, God, reveal to me, show me, even if it's in the moment, God, the Kairos moment to bless somebody in the household of faith. That's what it says. I'm gonna read it one more time and we're gonna pray. Galatians 6, verse 10. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. There will be divine moments this year in your walk with God where God will bring you to a point and there will be a divine moment, a divinely orchestrated Kairos time for you to bless somebody in the household of faith, to bless somebody in the family of God. All right, I wanna pray for you out there uh, and with respect to this message today, Father, I just pray in Jesus' name, God, that we would be beneficiaries, like, Lord, that you would use us to be good and kind to the people of God this year. And I pray that we would not only benefit others, but that we would benefit from those in your family. God, I pray, God, that this year would be full of testimonies of our relationships, our spiritual connection and bond with the people of God. I pray, God, that we have moments of, of, of deep, authentic connection with those in our family, with those that are walking with you, God whether it's people in our literal community, people we work with, people in our neighborhood, literal biological family that's connected to Christ, that we would have these moments of fellowship, of divine exchange, of spiritual impartation, of a spiritual sowing and reaping between each other and among the family of God. I pray your blessing and favor on us, Lord, and on your family this year. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. I hope you enjoyed the message. And my prayer is that you will change your world as a result. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Peace.